0: Hello and welcome to The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. It's going to be a Deep Jewel show this weekend in Tokyo. So I'm going to have Charlie Jewett on my show next week to talk about that. Okay, let's uh, start with last Friday's Invicta show. Uh,
1: did you watch this show at all, Sean? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, some of it I did not get to watch because I wasn't as invested, but definitely the, the upper part of the card I paid close attention to. Okay. So the main event of this
0: show had uh, Emily Ducote beat um, Danielle Taylor, or Daniel Taylor, he said Danielle, uh, by a one-punch knockout in the first round to win the Invicta, strawweight championship and i was very happy for the quick finish juan because means i got to go to bed (laughs) so i was very happy about that i didn't want to sit through five rounds of these two but i knew it would be awful so i was very happy i was very happy for the quick finish but i do not analyze lucky punches okay and that's what is a lucky punch. She hit her the right spot at the right time, and she went hanging there for a couple of seconds. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's no... I, I always laugh when I see people try to attach some sort of meaning to a lucky punch, because there's no meaning to it. It just it happens sometimes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of times what it is, is is twofold. Everybody wants to get an edge on somebody as far as what they saw and what they did. And then second secondly, the, the part of it is on the outside of the coaching staff where they're like, you know, we did we saw this, we saw this, it worked correctly to our plan because it makes them seem that much smarter and builds the fighters' confidence in their game plan and their strategy. I don't I don't think Emily's generally is that that big a hitter. She hasn't been historically. Um, but to be honest, I mean I was starting to see, even though it was early, I was already seeing Taylor go into the, the shell or, or the move that she usually goes into. I didn't, see, I didn't really see a lot of growth from her technically from when she was in the UFC. I, I saw a powerful athletic fighter who, when she's facing a threat, gets a little gun shy and isn't willing to let her hands go and isn't really, isn't really willing to throw combinations or switch things up to get to her spot. So the result of it, that the punch being so devastating... That's probably lucky because I don't know Emily Ducote to be that devastating a puncher, but where did letting, the fight take, letting the fight take place and all the things she was doing, um, I don't know that she would have gotten finished with that punch. If, if It would have been the second or third punch, but she would have been hit with that punch a whole lot because of where she was standing at. She was facing a longer, taller opponent and she was staying right at range where she could reach her. And if she took any step whatsoever, um, Dakota could hit her, and that that's essentially what happened. After that, I can't account for the power and the kick. The kick was extra. That wasn't necessary. But all I can look at is the setup and the fact that when I saw Danielle, she looked basically like the same fighter she was in the UFC, which is never a good sign three years after the fact.
0: I just was glad that you, were, you know, I didn't want to
1: stick to it. Okay? I was going to fall asleep. Yeah, I, I really thought there was a chance it could be a quick finish. I just didn't think it was likely, but I, there was a chance of it. I mean, Emily's yeah. a. a, yeah, it's a I'm not
0: analyzing it. It's a lucky punch. Goodbye.
1: Oh, I have and, to analyze it for you know I
0: me. Mean? Anyways, the, 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 the other. Uh, main, uh, I don't find out this.
1: Um, what the hell is her name now? <laughs> Lisa Versosa and Daniel Tennant. Tanisha Tennant, sorry. Tanisha Tennant be yes.
0: uh, Lisa Versosa by unanimous decision. Uh, but this was a very impressive win for Tanisha. I uh, she dominated, uh, pretty much. And I mean, she's looked good at times in her previous Invicta fights. Uh, I just thought it was a little soon for a title fight, yes. but she, uh, she, um, uh, showed me something here. Uh, she trains out in New York city at, uh, I believe it's uh, called Budokan in New York City. I thought she looked pretty
1: good. She could be ready for the UFC. What do you think, Sean? I thought she looked very. She looked pretty good. She's got some fundamental skills. She, she's fairly light on her feet. She uses a, a, a certain range of strikes. She knows how to use her length. She looks like she's got some athleticism, and she's fairly accurate with the shots she throws. Um, when she gets she does move back in a straight line, and she doesn't seem to be a natural counter puncher. You can get into her and in spot Lisa Versosa, actually, um, we talked about her before because she had fought on her previous Invector card. And after we talked about her fight, I gave like a list of three to five things I wanted to see her work on moving forward. And it's clear that she did not listen to that episode. There was a combination she had that would have gave her success that she tried only once or twice. And a lot of, a lot of the issue is she's more tough than good. She doesn't attack on multiple levels. She doesn't really attack the body. And she doesn't really think. So she was basically right there for Tanisha just to hit left and right. And the only reason she was able to make it through rounds is because she's a tough, gritty fighter. But being tough and gritty isn't enough once the, 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 the talent level raises. And that's why she keeps getting cut short of getting to the UFC. Tanisha at least has a talent level and a solid enough identity and developed enough style where you could see her competing at the bantamweight level. Versosa, I, I just don't know what to make her. That's twice. She had a, a trip to the UFC on the table and she just performed poorly in both of them.
0: Well, she seems to be regressing Shawan. You know, she gets this opportunity she totally wasted.
1: Yeah, her, I, I hate, and it always seems like I'm cracking on corners and camps, but they're paying you a percentage of their salary and these girls do not get paid top dollar. And it, it upsets me that I didn't, not only, like you said, it's not only that she's not improving, she seems like she's regressing. It's like, don't know how to fight a taller person. There's no jab your way in. There's no feints. There's no attack high. So when she counters, you go for the takedown. You're just shooting for naked takedown. You're punching at a, you're 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 trying to punch her at a range where you can't get to her. When you finally get inside and you transition to a takedown, no, you just keep swinging punches for the head. Where's the body work? That girl is very thin around the frame. You didn't. It's like even if she would have lost, I would have liked to see her do things that could have led to a win. She wasn't doing things that could lead to a win, which makes me feel she hasn't gotten better. And if you're not getting better, then essentially you're getting worse, like you said. Her, her team's yeah. not helping her. Tennant looked a little bit better than I saw her last time. She looked a little bit more poised, a little bit more deliberate. But Versosa looks worse.
0: Well, I've, you know, she's had a couple of fights in invicted, and, and I think uh, uh, when she lost the, the one fight, uh, I think maybe, you know, the coaches kind of doubled down there. And uh, that can happen sometimes. Maybe
1: it Results sometimes in, in
0: fighter improvement. Well, like I said, we'll uh, see what uh, happens.
1: I wish for Sosa's coaches. I said I wish for Sources coaches would have doubled down and got her better. Well, no, they didn't. Okay.
0: Yeah. The rest of the show, for the most part, uh, was lackluster, which is pretty much what I expected to be, uh, with the exception of one fighter that I saw early on in the show, except to fight on the show, uh, Natalie Salcido, uh, an atomweight fighter. And I thought she was the best fighter
1: on the entire show. She just looked great. She looked okay. like she was a step above as far as like athleticism and physicality. She looked like she was a yeah. step a step and a half above. And that made in women's MMA especially that makes a huge difference. See, you
0: know, one of the things that we're starting to see uh, some of the Adam Weights legally that there's a fighter, uh, an Frank that left it that went over to one championship. Uh, they were not happy with Victor. I guess they didn't like the progression that they that she was making and stuff like that. So she's fighting actually on this weekend's one championship show. Now, I'm not a fan of one championship. I don't like them because they lie, and, you know. So, but the point is, Victor has to be careful about that because there's, there's a possibility that the, these fighters could go to one and make a whole lot more money than they're making there.
1: Yeah, the the problem is, the problem with VIXA is twofold. Before they used to be like the only only people who had had a had a say at footholds, but now they've lost their footholds as far as exposure and opportunities. And then when you look at their, which makes no sense at ever, it seems like they're just trying to fill out cards instead of trying to progress fighters to get better to get to the next level. So if I'm a fighter, do I want to go on VIXA and then be thrown in with somebody who's fifteen and five when I'm two and three and I've barely had any experience against world class opposition and get crap beat out of me so somebody can get back to me or do I want to go somewhere where they're going to invest in me and put me in certain fights where I can perform well whether I win or lose and help me get better so that I can make more money get to the top of that organization or go to another organization it's the lack of investment that Invicta has in their fighters is what it seems like to me because Invicta says they're pro-women fighters but being pro-women isn't just getting more, it's treating them in a manner that allows them to get better and to build their brand and Invicta has not done that with very many girls at all well, I think that'll change somewhat
0: with the new ownership. You know, uh, if uh, they, they're not happy, if they're not happy with the the way things are going, they'll get somebody else to run the joint. That's all.
1: Yeah, but they'll yeah. But it's like it's like a business that's been around for twenty years, and they get new ownership. New ownership gets their butt kicked for two years straight because people are still associated with the prior business. Yeah.
0: Okay, we had one women's fight last week's UFC show. Uh, I can't even remember who was in it now.
1: Oh, man. This my mind. I can't remember who was in it now. I mean, me I'm, I'm looking it up because it slipped my mind. I wanted to talk about it, and I was like, the minute you mentioned the name, it totally, I lost it. I completely lost it in my head. Oh, my God. What's yeah. happening? Old oh, they just didn't me. One more second. Let me pull up. One more second. Let's see who we got. We have the infamous Wait, what is that? Oh, there we go, there we go. I will right, we'll pull it up in just a second. Oh.
0: Who you got there? Uh, J.J. J. Aldrich
1: versus Vanessa Oh, Demop- yeah, 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 yeah.
0: J.J. Aldrich beat Vanessa Dimopoulos by unanimous decision. Okay, and... You know, it was pretty much what I expected, especially since Vanessa was a, a strawweight fighter at uh, Flyweight. And the one thing I wanted to talk about here is something they talked about on the broadcast as well. Look, here's J.J. Obvious, She's obviously going to win this fight. Why in the hell didn't she go for a finish?
1: Explain it to me, Sean. Um, well, to be two. Well, one in this case, she had an opponent where I feel like she c- could have finished her because she was just much better than her. But J.J. Aldridge historically isn't doesn't have a finisher's mentality. I don't know if it's because she doesn't like finishes, and I don't, usually she's such it's such a disadvantage athletically that she knows she's not going to get them so she's not used to being she's not used to putting coffin nails in an opponent. She's used to doing a lot Swat. and then winning rounds. Yeah. Schwan, you don't get yeah. paid by the minute.
0: You don't get paid more because the fight went all the way. All right? You might
1: even get a bonus if you finish the fight. Yeah, but all finishing right? is finishing is ability and it's mentality. I don't know that she really if you've never been a finisher, it's hard to flip that switch. Just like you've never been a well conditioned fighter, it's hard yeah, to push a pay.
0: Yeah. You know, it did the fight told me nothing because, you know, Vanessa's going to go back to Strowley, where she's better off. And she's not that good anyway. And JJ, no. it doesn't tell me that she can beat anybody good.
1: Well, Jade, Well, as far first of all, for Vanessa, I'm glad that she won an LFA title at one point, but I really think that might be the tops for her, because even though JJ was bigger than her and had certain advantages, the fact of the matter, in that fight, Demopolis didn't show, once again, from her two losses in LFA better she didn't do anything that would have helped her win the fight i'm not talking about size and power i'm just talking about techniques setups, strategies nothing she fought the same way she always fights against a much bigger much stronger much experienced opponent what did she think was going to happen her team let her down tremendously for Aldrich, we've always known she's not a good enough athlete she's kind of in that betch cohea roxy matafari range where they're good enough fighters but they lack the physical tools to really make an impact in the top ten, JJ always always beats the third tier girls, a few second tier girls. But when she gets in that second, the higher level of second tier, or that top level, that first tier, she gets beaten. She doesn't have the horsepower to either a finish or do enough. Math. She really can't turn a fight on her. At least she could have tried. It' yeah, true. I'm not gonna. You got me there. She could have. Yeah, it's funny about that because they don't usually mention that stuff kind of
0: thing in the broadcast, and Felder, Paul Felder and and Michael
1: Bisbee, I was very surprised that they mentioned it. Uh, I think sometimes they don't want to be former fighters themselves. Sometimes, you know, fighters always say, well, fighters make the best judges, the best announcers. Not always the case, because sometimes fighters don't want to say the truth, because they know what it's like to be in that situation. So they... They kind, of, they kind of pull back a little bit in certain fights. And with, with certain fighters they like or certain certain fighters in certain weight classes, they won't say everything as clearly as they would because they're like, hey, I understand what it's like to be in that position. And they don't want to be too critical. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that's the only thing I want to talk about. Right.
0: So this uh, Saturday, we have a, a UFC show. And I just wanted to uh, uh, make note to Canadian fans that this show will not be on TSN, okay? Because it's on during the day, and they uh, do not carry shows that are on during the day. But this show was originally supposed to be in London, okay? In England, and then they yeah. had to move it back to Vegas, okay? So that's why there's been a lot of changes on the show, because so these fighters that were on the show that couldn't get a visa, you know, to come to the U.S. So... For, Tia, for Canadian viewers, this show, the entire show, will be on UFC Fight Pass, okay? We don't get ESPN Plus up here. So this will be on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, I think it starts at 1.30 or something like that. All right, anyway. There were supposed to be two women's matches on the show. Uh, one uh, was supposed to be... Uh, Taylor Santos versus Mindy Bohm. Taylor had to pull out because of um, uh, visa problems, and she's been rescheduled for later in the month or something like that. And then Mindy uh, got a new opponent, and she got, um, uh, what was it, uh, symptoms of COVID. So they've decided to postpone that fight for later, later in this month, think in a couple of weeks. So we do have one women's fight on the show. It is at flyweight. It is Ji Kim versus Molly McCann. Okay, Ji Kim is from Korea. She's pretty young fighter, so I think she's like twenty three or twenty four something like that. She now trains at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. Your buddy John Wood. Okay, right. um, she's been kind of eh, in the UFC. You know, the problem with her is she's a, she's a striker. She's not a hard puncher, and her defense ain't that great. Okay, Molly McCann is a very popular fighter from Liverpool, League of England. But the problem is, what? She's any good? Okay, like they they, they like her nickname bald molly and all that crap which I don't care about what I care about is whether she's any good and the bottom line, she stinks she's not
1: even a good boxer for god's sakes
0: so I yeah. don't know what we're
1: going to get here for the benefit of fighters, having a, having a recognizable personality helps you as far as the money side, it doesn't really help you as far as performance, McCann to me isn't a really great boxer, she's like a Okay boxer who's more of a puncher. Um it's, <laughs> actually when you see her fight, good. Well when you see her fight, she doesn't really fight like boss. Well. She's more like a, a kind of brawler who can who can punch with some technique. Um unfortunately he her- Schwann, Schwann, Schwann. She can't win fights with that style. She can't now- no, she can't. But on the regional level, she was able to, and that's what wow. that's what that's it is See, this see, see the whole thing
0: is this show is supposed to be in London, right? That's mm-hmm. why she's on the show.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, clearly. I remember she, she'd bring in the fans. She'd bring in ratings. She has a certain amount of a fan base, which is good to have because it keeps, it keeps you employed in, in mixed martial arts or combat sports. But as you said, she's not tremendously good. She's she's not a good enough technician to be as poor of an athlete as she is because she doesn't have the power or speed to just overwhelm you or wipe you off the board. But she also lacks the skills to get into the position she needs to, to really uh, flash her, her her boxing or even her punching against a bigger, longer opponent who's off, who's got a, who's usually has a fairly good chin. And even though Kim's not the greatest striker, she's, she's probably better than McCann and she's taller and longer. So she should have advantages at range and she's a better grappler. And she's probably a little bit more physically stronger she could probably bully McCann and grappling exchanges, so this fight should be in favor of Kim. The only advantage McCann might have is she fights at a very high pace, and Kim has really bad defense. But most likely, yeah, you she... have to favor Kim. Don't you mean that she misses at a high pace? Uh, yeah, I mean she does. But once again, I mean you keep a high pace, even missing that person. It's hard to miss Kim. Kim's really hard not to, not to hit.
0: Yeah, listen, what I'm hopeful of is that she's moved to Vegas now and she's working with somebody who can actually teach her how to teach her head (laughs) movement. Yeah, you're right. She seems to have a big problem with that. But, you know, you don't know how many camps it's going to take for for Wood to straighten her out a little bit because the main problem that she has is she
1: she doesn't, her footwork is terrible and, you know, she, she doesn't move her head properly. Yeah, the uh, yeah, and when she's fought longer and bigger opponents, that's been a problem. But against someone like McCann, who's who's also short and not re- really a dynamic athlete, I mean McCann's no Alexa Grasso. She's she's nothing like that. So it's not like McCann yeah. is going to be throwing combinations and has a long reach and is super fast. She's an average athlete with average boxing technique who relies on her toughness and keeping a high pace. Kim can keep a high pace. She's a better grappler and she's at least as good of a striker with probably like. A three-inch advantage on the feet, which means there's more than likely she's going to be able to control those exchanges. So um, it's not a great fight technically, but it's a very important fight for both girls because I don't think e- I think e- both of them are a fight or two away from being hit with the pink slip.
0: That could be, you know. The only thing about uh, uh, Ken is that she's a lot younger than Molly McCann. I think. Yeah. Okay, and the problem with Molly is. We know why she was brought into the USC for one reason, one reason
1: only, to sell tickets in England. That's it. Well, I don't think the real problem with that is hurry in, because this is how I look at things. I'm one of those people, like, even if a guy had a rich family and they got him a job, I don't care that they got you the job or the position. What I care about is what you did once you got in. And McCann, even though she's improved to a degree, she hasn't improved enough to take meaningful steps forward. Once she faces a girl past a certain level of talent, she basically gets outworked, outhustled, and, and, and dominated. And that's my problem. She hasn't gotten. Maybe this is as good as she's gonna get, and that's the issue. But either she's either hit, she's either hit her limit, or she's not doing enough work to improve. Because all her wins are over third tier fighters, and as soon as she gets up to even a second tier fighter, she starts looking real bad again. And it, it looks, it looks bad, bad. It's not competitive. It is one way traffic.
0: Who do you like in this, Schwann? I kind of expected to go the distance, because neither of them Neither of them are finishers. I expected to go the distance, and we may see a split
1: decision here, which is shocking. If I, I'd have to favor Kim, I mean, I, I, with the with the height, with the length, um, and she's, I think she's a better athlete too, and she's probably a better striker. I mean, neither one of their footwork's really good, but if I had to pick a better striker. I'd say Kim's a better one. McCann's more aggressive. And Kim seems to be a better wrestler and grappler, too. I'd have to give it to the person with all the advantages. And she's and a like, better
0: and, and, and like, I, And like I said, she's now training with Syndicate. And that has to
1: make a difference.
0: I hope it does.
1: We'll it see. Hasn't always done great. It hasn't always done great for JoJo. <laughs> all right. Well, well, that's another story. Okay. So let's
0: um, – uh, uh, I just wanted to mention, as I mentioned earlier – uh, this uh, Saturday, there was a uh, uh, show, uh, uh, Saturday or Sunday, I remember, September 4th, whatever it is. That's Saturday. There's a Deep Jewel show, so I'm going to have Charlie on the show next week uh, on my other podcast to talk about uh, the Deep Jewel show, okay, because he's going to be All right. Now, they uh, uh, UFC announced uh, that we're going to see uh, – uh, Rose Namahuna is the strawway championship against uh, Shane Riley. So we're going to get that rematch. So, Schwan, who's been saying since February they're going to do a rematch?
1: Uh, I think you'll be talking about myself. You were the one who said it wouldn't happen.
0: <laughs> You're joking. No, I, that, that it was me that said that, of course. <laughs> I've been getting, well, again, it's another case, Schwan, where... It would have done Rose a lot more good if she had gone, you know, two, three rounds, then maybe got a finish or something like that.
1: But because, you know, it was the first blow of the fight, it was a rematch. Is it is it that or is it because there's some money in that fighter? Cause if, well, if there's Carla, that if too. Carlos <laughs> still hasn't got a rematch. And she, she when she lost her title, she took him over beaten, and she is still. She, she never got a rematch. Well,
0: there's that too. But the point is, is that that type of finish. This is why I, I I'm not, I do not analyze lucky punches because a lucky punch, which is what that was, leads to a
1: rematch. Oh, okay. I don't mind. I, I, I always agreed on the lucky punch. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't analyze the lucky punch. I can just analyze whether somebody should have been in a certain position or shouldn't have been. Yeah.
0: It's like, a, you know, I'm not going to quit. Okay. All right. Now, we got word today. was reported by uh, uh, Mark Ramonti at ESPN that uh, Jane Rayleigh is, and her whole camp, he talked to um, um, Jane's um, uh, PJJ coach. Uh, what's, I can't remember his name right now. It's a Brazilian guy. Anyway. Uh he, he told Mark that they are moving the entire camp. Like in the past, he's uh, stayed in China to train. But what they're doing now is they're moving the entire camp, all their coaches and everything, to Fight Ready in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And the head coach over there is a the guy I know I'm familiar with, and you are too, and that's Eric Alberason. Okay, and apparently they're gonna have, they're gonna have some guests there. Okay, Henry Cejudo is gonna be there. Okay, the Korean Zombie is supposed to stop in. Okay, Patricio Pitbull is supposed
1: to be there as well. So I don't know about you, but I like this move. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. I mean i i i like anytime somebody's making moves to make full to move forward and i i even before the first fight i I had my concern and i with how she chooses to fight and i i already thought i'm like there's only one way she can really win this fight and i don't know that she's the kind of person who's going to approach her that way and my biggest question was if she doesn't can she handle what's coming back at her so clearly she's making changes clearly they had some concerns about about what they saw, how she reacted, and her preparation, and they're making an adjustment for it. I don't know if it makes a difference, but at least they're trying, and, and that that matters.
0: Yeah, and, and Alberation is is a fantastic coach. Like he's really good.
1: Let me ask you a question, real quick. Yeah. Okay. Now I know you don't go for lucky punches, lucky kicks, whatever. What if she does? It just let's let's just say in the world universe, she Rose does the exact same thing again. You run it back again for a third time. See, I just don't think it'll happen again. That's the whole I don't, let's, let's just let's just say it does. What, what do you do then? I don't think it'll happen again, so I'm not really concerned about that. It's just it's just weird how the UFC picks and chooses because Conor McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo with a shot like that, and they kept saying there's no need for a rematch. Well, why not? It's the same. That, damn thing. That's the, listen,
0: you're talking about uh, Aldo, right?
1: Yeah. Had nothing to do
0: with that. It had more to do with Aldo's behavior before the fight than the
1: finish. I mean, I, I get that, but I'm like, let let let's show some consistency. Joanna got knocked out early. Rematch. Listen, totally I did. don't
0: look. I don't really look for consistency, but what I do look for, I know when a, I I know when something is going to be a rematch as opposed to you know, the thing with Aldo is his behavior before that
1: fight was. Hmm, that's an interesting take on that. I would have said that Connor's behavior was pretty. Uh, just, just, I don't know, not very
0: good. It was weird. Yeah, I don't think and that. It, all right. So, so I think it's a great move, moving uh Ricky and all these guys. A guy like Cerruto,
1: he can only help her. They must, they must They must. be really concerned about her to have made that change, because I don't think they would have made that change uh, for somebody else. It's not a bad idea. It's a good idea. I like the move. I and understand, what to... well, where was this change before? Because she could have used this change of fight before, earlier. Why'd it have to come after uh, a loss?
0: You know, sometimes you need a loss like that to make a change like that, you know what I mean? Hmm, okay, fair enough. Alright. You got anything else you want to talk about, Schwan? No, oh, no, I got nothing. Okay, so that's about it. Again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankd316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. Like I said, I'll be back next week with the podcast uh, to talk with uh, Charlie Hewitt about the Saturday's Deep Jewel Show. So if you have any questions or comments for my blog or either of my podcasts, you can leave them in any of voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.